This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal, but I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 81, sponsored by GeekArmor.com and Netflix.com. I don't want to do this. We asked for people to do it, right? Yeah, we did. Just have them do it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 81. I'd like to introduce the hosts of the show, Ron, Connor, and Josh. They are iFanboy. They like comics. They read comics. Every week they read a bunch of comics. They pick the best one. They write about it on the website, www.ifanboy.com. Then they come and do the podcast and talk about that comic and other comics that came out that week. This show contains spoilers for comics that came out this week, so if you haven't read your comics yet, pause the show and come back once you have. You'll love the show that much more. Take it away, iFanboys. Oh, he was better than us. Wow. Seriously. I didn't, think pe- I didn't think people would actually do it. They should do it more because he was quicker, you know, although you may want to say who you are in the future. Yeah, take some credit for it, for God's sakes. Yeah, exactly. We don't know who did that. Well, just think of people who might not have listened to last week. Last week we were talking about how we were tired of doing our intro, and if somebody wanted to give us a call and do the intro for us, you're more than welcome to. And Unknown did that. 
Um, <laughs> Good for you, unknown. <laughs> thank you, Blank. We like you, unknown. If you want to be known, unknown, let us know that it was you, and we'll thank you next show. And if you want to send in uh, an intro, go right ahead. We'll accept MP3s. You can call into the voicemail line. But, you know, have at it. This is your show, too, guys, right? Yes, sure. Tomorrow. <laughs> Does that mean I don't have to do this? <laughs> yeah, maybe just the intro part. Okay. Right, so I don't know where to go from here now. <laughs> well, un- Unknown didn't mention that it's my week. Okay. Unknown, you slacked. <laughs> um, if only we knew how to punish. Who to punish? <laughs> he got away from it with it this time. Uh, my pick of the week was Fallen Sun, the death of Captain America. Captain America. Did you guys know Captain America died? Apparently. <laughs> well, Apparently I-, I think he's died every week for the past... I think I think I I realized in the car on my drive home today why they named it this but this title. What Fallen Sun? No, why it was Fallen Sun: The Death of Captain America, Captain America. Because the previous <laughs> issues were Fallen Sun: Death of Captain America, Wolverine: Death of Captain America, Avengers. Yeah. And I think they didn't want to give away who this issue was actually about. Well, that, there's the duality, but I'll get to that in a second. But um, yeah. for me, um, before we get into it, this. The, the whole he's he's been dead for a while and let's get on with it you know what I mean like I, I, <laughs> I, I'm enjoying this this miniseries but at the same time like when's when did that death issue come out well in February or no March was it February March February I think it's, it was February because we said it's going to be May when the next one comes out and I said that's yeah. three months right yeah so that's ridiculous anyway uh, I, I really just want Captain America 26 exactly that's, I think we've, we have another week I think it's next week there should have been, like, three issues of Captain America since this happened. Yes. Anyway. Uh, well, not three. But anyway, um, I'm, this, this, this is a controversial miniseries or series of specials, however you want to classify this thing. Um, not, a, not a lot of people liked it or have liked it or have been enjoying the issues. I have been enjoying the issues. I really liked the first two. Um, I think this is the best one. Uh, mostly because of John Romita Jr.'s art and the fact that this one's all about Hawkeye. Yeah. And I know Josh loves Hawkeye. You know I love me some Hawkeye. It was good Hawkeye, too. Yeah, I, Hawkeye, you kind of forgot about. He's been dead for a while. He came back last week in New Avengers, and you're like, oh, yeah, Hawkeye's awesome. I forgot about Hawkeye. And this is just more good Hawkeye stuff. And as I wrote in my review, seeing Hawkeye last week reminded me that um, he's always been like one of Cap's best friends on the Avengers. You know, They started off, they started off when he first joined the team as butting heads and rivals and Hawkeye didn't respect them but eventually you know as the years went on there was no no bigger cap booster than Hawkeye in it. Well, even even when they were butting heads like you know of course they they still respected each other you know sure. what I mean like there was a sort of like how I feel about you guys exactly. I might not like you but god damn it I respect exactly. you Exactly <laughs> and you got the, you got the feeling that of, of all the Avengers on the team the the one guy that would always have caps back would be Hawkeye Yeah and um, so this, so that when I re- remembered that last week, I thought, you know, man, I really want to see what Hawkeye's whole reaction to this, this scenario is. And this is what you pretty much got this issue. And I really, I really liked it. I thought it was pretty genuine. He, um, he's approached by Tony Stark to become the new Captain America. And, you know, his first reaction is, no, that's stupid. That's all, you know, Cap is dead. Cap is Steve. No one else can be Cap. But then eventually, slowly, he starts coming around to the idea of doing it and even tries it out for a brief amount of time. And, it, you know goes from there and I, I thought that was great I thought of anybody to try to make the pass the shield on to Hawkeye would be the one yep. at least official, in an official capacity from, from Iron Man's perspective well, he's also got that sort of still needs to prove himself used to be a criminal kind of thing going right. on which um, gives it a little extra sh- something Yeah, I really enjoyed the scene where they run into the, the young Avengers and Hawkeye sees that there's a new Hawkeye and yep. uh, like how do you react to that you're dead and you come back and somebody's got your, your name and your your weapon and your your whole gimmick and how does that you know how does that make you feel are you honored or are you kind of pissed and I, and I thought that was a good balance with what was happening with Hawkeye and him thinking about becoming Captain America yeah exactly you know, it was, it it was, was a, great it was a good contrast so. the duality and 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 um, the scene where he confronts the two young Avengers was was really great and uh, I thought well, I thought just just top to bottom it was very genuine and the art was just amazing yeah I don't know. Um, I also talked about the review that Ramita Jr. has always been somebody who, when he first started, I, I didn't r- really love it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love his art. You know, this was way back um, when, in his younger days. But I don't know what happened in the last ten years or so. But he got really, really good. Or my tastes changed. Either one, one of those two. I think it's a happened. combination of the two. 
I think he, I think he really benefits from the new coloring. I was just gonna say, I think no, I, I don't think his art's gotten really, really good. I think that the production's gotten better and it's enhanced his art because I remember his his art in the eighties and I remember it being really rough and I really think the printing was harsher on his art because his art has a. Almost like a fine line, a fine touch to it. And if you go back and and it's funny because I was looking at old issues of Uncanny and stuff like that back when he was on it, and like the bad paper and like the the blotty blacks and stuff like that just really worked against him. He did and, like Daredevil for a while, didn't he? Yeah, well, he did yeah. Daredevil. He, he did, did every, X-Men. He did like we, yeah, he's done everything, everything in Marvel. I mean, he's done everything pretty much. He's Mr. So. Marvel. Yeah. Well, he was born uh, into it, really. Sure. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, I, I really was... I know exactly what you're saying about that because I'm and it's, it's true. Like every time I see him on a book now, now it's something I really look forward to. Yep. And I don't think about it. Like if you were to say who are some of your favorite artists, you know, he never springs to mind. But then when I see his name on the cover, I'm like, oh, that's going to be good because he's a really, really good storyteller too. Yeah. yeah. It's strong. There's something about the way he draws uh, superheroes that it, it seems right. Like the, the shot of. Captain America slash Hawkeye in the, in the alley, the big one-page shot. He just yep. looks like a superhero. You know, he looks big and iconic and, and larger than life without being like overly muscled and humongous. And I think he he really is just he ma- he's mastered this whole genre, and that 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 elevated this issue also. So um, because I didn't read it, mm-hmm. um, and I may have if I knew it was it was Hawkeye, I think I would have liked that, but. Um, I mean, I assume he doesn't stay Captain America because he was in New Avengers. I no, this this takes place literally right before that. Yeah, he's he's he sticks it to Tony. <laughs> he tries he tries it out. He puts the suit on. He gets the shield. He goes out, runs runs into the young Avengers. Sees there's new Hawkeye. Has a whole mixed reaction to that. Uh, talks to them about Cap, and then he he basically says, "Screw off, Tony." Gives him the shield back. Now, What's, what stage of, of well, that, that's my point. Is is the whole the whole concept? Well, that was the point I had about it. Is the whole concept of this was uh, J. Michael Straczynski's concept of the five stages of grief that Jeff Loeb loved and ran with. And maybe it's because I'm almost too inside, and I've heard Loeb talk about it on Word Balloon, and then read it about in articles and stuff like that. And I know that they're doing the five stages of grief, but like I didn't really like the first two issues in this in in this miniseries so far. But I like Connor. I really liked this one. I was really impressed by it. I was really impressed by the honesty and just like the emotions were really kind of easy to connect with until the last page right. when Hawkeye's sticking it to Tony and he's yelling at him and he says, you know, you tried to strike a bargain and bargain was bold and italic. And it was like, you know, you don't have to hit me in the face with it. It's like I understood that this was bargaining, that Tony was trying to bargain his way out of his guilt. But this is, like, This is the first criticism I've ever heard for bolding. <laughs> bold and italicing. Yeah, I know. Like <laughs> you love that too. It's the whole thing. It's I mean the name, the, the title of the issue on the on the big on the two page spread. It's called bargaining. It's right. like it's, it's like you, you didn't need to you didn't need to put it in the dialogue. Like I'm not that dense. Well, you maybe know? he was just trying yeah, but, to highlight uh, the way that he was saying it. Nah, no. It's how the line yeah. read is. It yeah, felt yeah. forced. It just felt. It felt. You know. It felt obvious. That's all. But wow. that was the only negative I had about it. That was the only negative. Control neg- B and Control I just wrecks a comic book for you. No, no. It's not the Control B Control I. It's the combination of using the word and the Control B and the Control right. I. So, but um. I'd like to point out also that Klaus Jansen, the the legendary Klaus Jansen, was the inker and. Uh, Maury Hollowell, our favorite colorist. Of the color. <laughs> I just I want to meet Maury Hollowell. <laughs> just <'cause, laughs> that's a he's great awesome. Name. No, he's great. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was this very dark issue. Everybody's it's very shadowy. You know, the, you know, I I didn't you know I was trying to put my finger on what it was with the art. Now when we were talking about you know how the the modern kind of coloring and stuff like that played into it, this is really digital. I mean, yeah. like the lighting and a lot of the oh, rain yeah. effects and stuff a lot like of that. Rain, like, a lot of lighting effects in it. Yeah. Which it's almost as if if, if Romita had done Civil War. Oh yeah, and maybe maybe that's Maury Hollowell. I mean, you know, I don't know who's doing that, but like, there's it looks a, like it's got a, the, a great deal of colorists on that, I believe. Right, yeah, but it's got this veneer of digital-ish to it, which I don't know. Which it, 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 it normally I would say is bad, but it's not that bad here. So. No, it works. It works well with the art. Yeah. Um. So this was good. Uh, yeah. the rest of the week was bad. It was we a had big a rough one. It was a big week. It was um. I was thinking a lot about this as I was trying to pick the best book, and this was the only book that really stood out to me in any kind of emotional way, so it was quite quite clear to me what the pick was. But I was looking at the rest of the books. I, I literally laid them all out on the floor and sort of stood over them to consider it. Lorded over your manner. Lorded over my books. And um, <laughs> there was a couple of, like, okay books. You know, like, they were good. You know, they didn't stand out. But there was a lot of just bad, bad books from, from, from titles that aren't usually bad. And it was really just a disappointing week. I was really oh. set. It was one of those weeks where you're just like, ugh. 
Sorry. <laughs> Are you doing sound effects now? <laughs> yeah, I got all bored in front of me. <laughs> he was just waiting for him to end the sentence. He'd be like, now, <laughs> yes. Because that's, that's where we need to go now. How are we going to make the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast better? I think we need more sound effects. We need like and a horror. <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> one, one book that was good, though, um, was Checkmate 14, which was the third part of the checkout crossover. Uh, last. Uh, between Checkmate and Outsiders. Yeah, last week I was unable to get Outsiders 47. Me too. Uh, and if you remember, back a couple of weeks ago, I said, oh, a stupid crossover, I have to buy some other books, and, and, and I was bitchy about it. I really liked them. I read the two right in a row. And I was like, oh, this is, this is fun. Like, it was, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised about it, but... Uh, uh, well, considering so, the, the talent on the writing side, it, sh- it shouldn't be a shock. Definitely. Well, well, now, unlike you, Josh, I forgot that I wasn't able to get Outsiders last week, so I don't know what happened. <laughs> you must have been completely lost. I, uh, not only are there 37 people on each page, mm-hmm. and I don't know who any of them are, I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, well, you missed the whole planning stage. You, you, you went from intro to mission. You yeah, exactly. And I still don't know who all the people... I don't know who's in Checkmate. I don't know who's an outsider. I don't know what their powers are. I don't know how they feel about each other. I don't know what happened with Nightwing and the, and the one-eye chick. That's Dude, Sasha. That is the... And I want to get to that. That's the best part. Oh, it's so good. That was the part that I was really like excited about. And you know I was what? Like, I, that was the one thing I thought. Can I have a pick of the week based on one scene? I did it already once this year. Should I do it again? No, I shouldn't. <laughs> I I would watch. I would I would read a whole book of them talking. Yeah. That's, <laughs> just have, that, just have that a coffee. Is, yeah, that is Batman's old girlfriend, Ron. I know who she is. I'm. I'm you being, said you didn't know who she was. And he taught. He, Batman taught her how to fight. So again, I don't know. Oh no, that's in the Outsiders issue. Yeah. Basically, in the Outsiders issue, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Remember, it, in the last checkmate, it was uh, it was Nightwing, and he had her like in a headlock or whatever. Okay. He had her. He had her with yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. busts through Checkmate Manor, and and busts out everybody, and then the one girl, her ass is hanging out the whole time, which was kind of weird. It's. And, I don't and, actually. I, I don't need to know what happened. I mean, I'm gonna go back and read it. No, no. I'm telling you, <laughs> there wasn't much that happened. Okay. It, like he busts everybody out. They end up in a room with all of the outsiders there, and they go, "We were just kidding. We wanted you here for this mission." <laughs> and that brings us to checkmate. Okay. That pretty much covers it. Yeah. Um. And then, well, no, they explain the mission a little bit. Right. They, they they're going to Oolong Island with a crazy mad scientist wearing 52 to re- retrieve some stuff, and uh, I'm actually having some um. I'm having some issues with 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 the one year later and the now and the fifty two. I've been all, all thrown off, right? Because I was like, Oolong Island, were we just there? But that wasn't. That was a year ago, or how right. long ago that was? For a year, it's been it's been dormant. Yeah, I think I was having that problem with Countdown when I realized it was in the present. Right. Um. Anyway, but uh, you know, it's just more fighting and 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 again, more uh, Nightwing and and uh, Sasha talking about Batman on the sly in between everything and. There's kind of a little chemistry between them, but that might be everything you know. Nightwing does. Nightwing's, just, Nightwing's got chemistry. He's like George Clooney. He's got chemistry with everybody. <laughs> He's throwing out pheromones that they just yeah. can't take. It's true. <laughs> um, this has been coming out weekly, though. Yeah, which I think helps yeah, the confusion. Totally. Because otherwise, I, I definitely wouldn't know what was going on. But, you know, it, because it was so close to... I think if this had been a year after 52, I'd be like, Ooh, Long Island, what was that again? Which is, the, you know, but it was right. all... This is this has been fun, and I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it and not feeling ripped off about it. No, definitely not. I I really have been enjoying it. Almost makes me want to buy The Outsiders, but I think it really just makes you want to read a good Nightwing book. Yes, totally. Which does I, I wish Greg Rucka would write Nightwing. That'd be great. Would you take Judd Winnick on Nightwing? Yes. Excellent. I would. Even after he brought back Jason Todd, <sighs> you, my friend, are showing growth. <laughs> Forgiveness. Well, only if it's not if it's not about Jason Todd. Let's let's move on. Let's get low. I don't want I don't want to get into that again. <laughs> and I don't think anybody else does either. Ron, what do you got? Uh, well, it, well, for my stack, I mean, I spent over fifty bucks this week, which was painful. Um, but out of all the books, the one that really stood out um, was pro- was probably Local Number Nine. And I know out of the three of us, I'm still the only one reading this book. Um, but a couple things jump out about it. I mean, for you know, just to get the background, it's uh, published by Oni, and um, it's Brian Wood and Ryan Kelly. And it's uh, supposed to be a bunch of single one-shot stories that are told in in the backdrop of a city, and it's supposed to be very local in terms of localized in terms of what it you know what the story is, and it's supposed to you know like almost like the city the backdrop becomes almost like a character, 
And we're up to issue number nine. And normally I'd be bitching because this is supposed to be a monthly book and it's been horrendously erratic with his publishing schedule. But a couple of things kind of, believe it or not, I'm willing to forgive that. And a couple of things actually make me blow that out of the water and not even think about it. Number one, I don't know. I, I got to pull back my last issue, but Oni must have upped the production on this, on this issue because the paper stock that this is printed on is like so thick. And so, and the art just jumps off the page. It's I, I, it's been a long time since I've seen a, a a single issue printed on such great quality paper, um, which really, really, you know, really, really sp- spoke to the story. I mean, it really made it easier to read. The pages were heavy, and like it was really kind of you know. Is it black and white or is it color? It's it's black and white. But is it like a glossy black and white, or is it like heavy newsprint? Like like no, no, it's it's a glo- it's a glossy. I mean, it's oh. it's it's yeah, it's a. Gl- I mean, it's 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 glossy. I mean, it's really nice paper. Queen and Country doesn't get that. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. What book? Yeah, Queen and Country doesn't come out, so that would explain it. They have all that extra money from not printing that. But then, um, but then on top of this, almost like in, you know, get ready for this. I'm going to compare local to Detective Comics. Almost no. like what Paul Dini was do- has been doing with the Riddler. In the background of Detective the, Comics, the subtle, the subtle story throughout the whole one shot. Exactly, we're we're watching these stories of these cities through the eyes of this girl, um, who I don't even remember her name. It might be Carrie or something. I don't know what it is. What is it? Uh, is she an Kelly? alcoholic reporter? No, not that. What is her name? <laughs> I forget. I forget her name. But um, but it, you're you're basically not only seeing all these cities that she lives in, but you're seeing like her life. And this particular issue is about like the death of her mother. Mm-hmm. And it's just ridiculously good. I mean, it's it's you know I know I talk a lot about honesty and sincerity. And so, uh, Megan is her name. I'm sorry, Megan. Um, the, char- the character's name is Megan. But it just like I read this and I was just like it just it ripped your heart out. I mean, it's amazing. It's a bunch of flashbacks as she's looking back on her life with her mother, and after she gets word that her mother died, and it's just and and it goes to her. It's almost like an origin story. It goes to her origins of why she's always running away and why she's running from city to city. Um, so, so she's so she's moving frequently. Yes, yeah. It's the same character through all the books, and then the local yep. refers to the different places she's lived. Yeah, exactly. If there's any book I'm looking forward to more in trade, I don't know it. I mean, this is one I'm really, really looking forward to for the. Yeah, I'm and, really looking forward to the next Invincible, but that's probably not what you meant. I mean, a new one, a new book that I have read. <laughs> and and not only that, but each issue, each single issue, comes with like extras in the issue, so I can't even imagine what the trade's going to look like. I mean, like I this, this this. <laughs> maps and road trips, triptychs. Um, but and and the back cover was done by Jamie McKelvey from Phonogram fame. Um, but it, I mean, the local has just been an awesome, awesome ride. Even though it's been ridiculously late, and Brian Wood actually writes in the back that they're never going to get back on a monthly schedule, so just deal with it. But this is one of the few cases where I actually agree with you guys. Where screw the monthly schedule, the quality is so good, it's worth it. Cool. So, um, and you know, unlike Civil War, a whole universe isn't hinging on the events of this book, so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you go ahead. No, there was some other book that we were talking about that recently. Like it comes out late, and it's we don't care. We'll take. Maybe I read it. Forget it. I have nothing to fit. Well, that that it. that's enough with the good. Let's let's um, talk about everything else that sucked. All right. Ultimate X Men number eighty two. Bring back Ben Oliver. <laughs> oh, God. Wow! Holy shit! Bring bring back Ben Oliver. The art was 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 bad. No, nothing uh-huh. against Pasca- Pascal Al- Alex or whatever his name is, Pascal Alex. Um, and at moments I thought it was okay. Yeah, yeah. But then there were pages where I was like, "Ooh." It didn't. It didn't strike me for a little while because I knew that the last few of them, like the art, has been great. So like. I just wasn't really thinking about it, and I think I was like a third or halfway through, and I was like, well, "This, this isn't very good." No, like it—it it all of a sudden sort of hit me. And there was a couple of there was one something where they tried to do a foreshortening thing with somebody's arm. I think it was oh, Jean it was, Grey. Yeah, when the hand, <laughs> she just yeah. looked like she had a giant arm instead. Like that oh, Seinfeld yeah. episode with the man hands. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. No, this was this was beyond. This was this is some of the worst art I've seen in a while. And bring back Ben Oliver or Yannick Paquette even. Yeah, Ben I'm, Oliver. Yeah. I want. I want to know what Ben. I want to pay Ben Oliver to do it again. Maybe like I'll pay him. Maybe he can't do a monthly book. Uh, I'm sick of hearing that. Maybe he's drawn local. Draw that fast. Monthly books. Damn it! Don't put them out late. <laughs> wow, you just turned around five less than thirty <laughs> seconds. It's okay when it's the edgy indie and not, a whole universe isn't dependent on it. <laughs> All right. My superhero books. If it's monthly, go monthly. I was uncanny <laughs> X Men. It was um, a wrap up, right? This is the conversely. Yeah, Uncanny X Men number four eighty six was the last issue of the first twelve issue arc, um, and Baker's run. It wasn't. It wasn't awful. I know a lot of people had some negative things to say about it. I didn't think it was awful, but it kind of wrapped up a little too neatly for me. I almost feel like this issue twelve snuck up on them. 
mm-hmm. and it kind of Shakespeareanly ended. So he um, did a twelve issue arc. Yeah. Wow. Is he? He's still on the book. Yeah, he's still on the book. Yeah, okay. but this first story was twelve issues. Are they? Um, are they back? Still in space? Or are they coming back? Well, what happened? And here, you know, here's our big spoiler kind of thing. Here are the big bullet points. They killed Corsair, which is Cyclops and Havoc's father, dead. Um, which actually made me gasp. And the person I was on the train with when I was writing it was like, what happened? I was like, they killed Corsair. And she, was, <laughs> and she, was, and she goes, no, no. And I was like, they did. She's like, oh, he'll be back. And I was just like, <laughs> but he's buried. They show him burying him. So, you so, were with somebody who knew what that meant. I know. <laughs> That's more impressive. <laughs> um, so, so they killed Corsair. Havoc and Polaris and Marvel Girl stayed with the Starjammers in space. And, um, and Professor Xavier has all his powers back and he can walk. And he can walk? Yep. Again. Again. Yep. Can't keep that guy in a chair. So status quo reset in Uncanny, in the X-Men world. Now, Professor is that Xavier... the same artist on it all the way through? Yeah. Uh, well, no. Billy well, Tan? Billy Tan, but there was a couple of fill-ins that were like kind of um, uh, uh, B-plots of the main story. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Billy I, Tan did the main thread, though. He did I'm like 10 thinking, issues thinking about trying out the next issue again. Yeah, go for it. Wondering how much of it my dislike was the was the space aspect and how. Much I'm going to warn you though, the next yeah. issue is a five arc with the return of Storm. Well, I don't. Care. All right. Is yeah. she bringing her husband with her? I hope not. <laughs> um, oh, Black Panther's always in the bathroom when I need to go. So, um, <laughs> Marvel. You don't even work here. <laughs> 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 that took me a second to figure out what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, but, well, that would be my story, how everyone's annoyed about Black Panther, who's not even really an X-Man, but What's he's great is that you could, you could start it at Fantastic Four, because he's currently squatting at Fantastic Four. You know, it's, so, like, it's like when you're in college and you live, you live like your roommates and the girlfriend was always over. Yeah. <laughs> always like using the God. stuff in the kitchen. You're just like, is oh my he, God, you don't even live here. Is he going to start paying rent? You know he's like a, a king, right? He doesn't yeah. need to live here. It's <laughs> She has to check and see if she can go on missions. Uh, I don't know. Let me. Like, I check with Chala. It's hold on. Uh. <laughs> no. Well, do you, do you want to? No. No. But do you want to? No. I'll go if you want to. I'll go. No. I'll stay. I'll stay. I'll stay. Okay. Fine. Oh, you I'll say stay. goodbye first. No, you say goodbye first. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been drinking my milk? I don't know. And he's got like a white mustache. And his, mask. <laughs> his mask is all up over his mouth. <laughs> he just goes. I don't know. And he's got boxers on. <laughs> and he goes in and he grabs the remote from Iceman and changes the channel. <laughs> Ooh, World Poker Tournament. <laughs> I want to read this book. <laughs> There's your show. There's your, There's your show right there. <laughs> you know what people want to hear is us laugh for four minutes. <laughs> wow, we broke down before halfway through the show. Wow. Listen a while. Oh, God. Okay, that's a, record. that's a new record. Oh, Mighty oh, Avengers, no, Mighty Avengers number three. Um, Josh, you, you you take us away with that one. <laughs> I want to do a whole mini series of Marvel about rude house guests. Uh, house of ideas. Every time Sentry comes over, this huge thing builds up over the house. Okay. <clears throat> I think that with Mighty Avengers number three, for me, the wheels came off the horse. Yes. Really? Oh, ter- uh, it was, it was I really terrible. didn't enjoy this. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. No, it, it, was it just felt like kind of disjointed. Like there wasn't really a story, and like the first part of it was about how Warbird or whatever, Miss Marvel or whatever, she still doesn't know what to do. And I feel like they've been standing there looking at this girl for three issues now. Yeah, I feel like this is the same issue over and over and over. Yeah. And, and that's that's no, beyond Bendis' normal slow pacing. This is like Glacier. But what about what about when when every, when after the helicarrier thing happened, everyone's like, "Well, who's in charge?" And that whole scene, I, I feel thought that, like that was the helicarrier's great. gone down a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, well, went, the uh, the helicarrier's the great MacGuffin of Marvel. It's you're like not reading uh, Ant Man, but it went down in Ant Man. Right? Yeah. No, it didn't. It go down in Rhode Island in some book also. I think so. Yeah. I'm sick of the. I'm sick of it going down. I thought that the scene with Hank Pym and Tiger in the middle was out of nowhere. Well, well, that's that was, my, I thought that's, that was funny, though. I thought that was funny and good, but my problem is Hank Pym's over in the initiative being Yellow Jacket winning, winning medals. Mm-hmm. And like in this, they make him like a you know in a suit, kind of nerdy, kind of you know like kind well, of scientisty again. Yeah, this doesn't yeah. even feel like Hank Pym. I'm like, what? Yeah. And, and, well, he and, is. And, that the scene took place at the initiative. I mean, let's let's. Oh yeah, it did. Oh right, Stanford, true. But Hank Pym is Stanford Connecticut. Yeah, I see. I see. And then, right. and then, you know, Tiger's got her legs all spread out. 
Doesn't the little teeth on her belt and her bikini bottom dig in? I, I maybe the fur stops that. Don't All forget right. she's furry. Oh right, that's gonna be weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like <laughs> yeah. that really that really like struck me. I was like, wow, that's that's gratuitous. God. And you know, like when it happens, <laughs> in over, she brings her kitty litter. <laughs> and, and then finally, just 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 the the word balloons in the the thought balloons in the beginning. We're we're way too much and out of place. I thought he's he's. It's a good idea he's got. Uh-huh. He needs to do it about half as much as he's doing it. Oh, I'm liking it. He, I'm he, okay he, with he's it. doing it in almost every panel. It seems like at this point. But it was just, just on the first page, the first spread, and then after that, it stopped. No, no, he kept doing it. Throughout no, the whole, he kept doing it throughout the whole issue. Remember, there was yeah. a lot of them at the beginning. And yeah, no, but but the thing is that people have a lot of thoughts while they're saying stuff. I, I think it was okay. Yeah, but peep, the thing is, your you're an apologist. Monologue, your inner monologue no. isn't constantly making up witty retorts for what you just said or to think the opposite of what you said out loud. You know what I mean? Like, my dialogue is witty either. Mine is. Okay. Well, my, I mean, no, he's, I mean, like... He's overdoing it. He's overdoing it. It's a well, little... Like it's, it's, well, I mean, but it's a, it's, a, it's a fucking superhero comic book. I mean, like, it's... it's, it's a, it, Everything's a little overdone. A helicopter fell on Long Island Expressway. No, no, not, not... It's not overdone in that it's too clever. It's overdone in that he's doing it too much. He needs to... It's losing its effectiveness because the joke is happening in every panel. He needs to, he needs right, to. but the thing is, I don't think it's a joke. I think it's a storytelling method. I think it's a way of. I mean, it's it's providing that it's providing what's going on inside their head as well as what they're saying. All that it's telling me is that every single one of these characters doubt themselves, which I think is is really interesting. Eh. Well, not it's, but 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 that's but that's an assumption too. I mean, like for example, like in the the greatest scene in the book when Black Widow takes over Shield, you know, when she's going through when she's barking out all the orders, you know, she's like, all right, need some heroes, and she's and then she yells to you know alert the initiative. And she's like, all right, need a brain, find Reed Richards. You know what I mean? Like it's not, you know, it's not all self doubt. I mean, admittedly, I see I see what no, you're that saying. one that one's not. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Um, and I like that scene actually. I thought right. that was fun. I'm and and like when and when after that scene when Ms. Marvel flew off and she thinks to herself, don't be a baby, you're still in charge. You know, what I mean, she's giving herself that self reassurance. I mean, like it, it was funny because like there's a character, Ms. Marvel actually her thought balloons remind me exactly of someone I work with, who like I who I who I talk to a lot and and know like her you know like the problems she has at work and stuff like that. And it's like the kind of inner dialogue and stuff I hear her say to me all the time. It's like it's like you know no I know I'm you know like it's I, I can do this job and I know I should be here and you know like all that kind of stuff. And it's like oh my god you know like you just want to hit her and goes you know just focus it's okay and I find so myself wanting to do this. You want to hit her? Well no I, no not I mean not literally. Just anyway. listen to the show. I liked it anyway. So it was not good. Um, oh, you know what I didn't like though. What was uh, Ultimates number thirteen? I didn't even buy. It. I took a stand. I didn't buy. It. I bought all. I've only, I bought every single Ultimates book except for this one. How long well, do you think that's gonna last? You know what you missed out I'm on. I'm not gonna buy it. I'm not gonna buy it. Also, I didn't buy Batman and Robin. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I didn't. Well, I'm go- proud of. Uh, did you buy it, Ron? No, fuck no. I'm proud of both of you. Yeah, fuck it. Nice. And I really like I really like Batman and Robin. I just I can't support that book anymore. I can't support Ultimates. Yeah, fuck it, fuck it. But yeah. you know, but you know, what you missed in the Ultimates though. You missed the eight-page gatefold centerfold one-panel drawing. That eight. Took him. That took him. That's what took all the time. Literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fucking pages folding out from the middle of this, like a like a fucking huge long poster. And it's admittedly it looks nice, but it's eight pages. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Completely unnecessary. You don't you don't like fold out gatefold. No, I don't because they fuck up the book. The staple gets all crazy. It's too thick. It's like oh my god. And how are you going to reprint that in the trade? Good point. Ooh, good point. Eight pages. I don't even know what happened in the last issue because it came out last year. Exactly. That's that's the reason why I couldn't well, buy also, it. Also, I, I, I stopped reading. I think I bought maybe five of the first one, and I started getting annoyed with it not coming out. And then recently I'd read the whole first arc in trade. I really enjoyed it in trade. I thought it worked really well. So like I, I didn't even bother buying the second issues in trade. But that's a really yeah. good point. It's just bullshit. This this book should <laughs> should should been out monthly. It should have, you know, like bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit. Was it any Ooh. good? Bullshit. Move on. Is good? <laughs> no, I don't know what happened. There was a lot of just. I, ooh, okay, Hitch can draw f- battles and explosions, and Thor kicked ass, admittedly, and and it How kind does of you Hitch know support himself doing a book a year. I have no idea. Eight pages. He must have got a good deal off that. What's the page rate? Does he get paid for one page? There was actually literally one page where I thought that perhaps like I think a page was missing. <laughs> Like there's a full page spread of like Washington D.C. There's a full page of like, and it's like a um, 
a like uh, energy wave going across it, but it's only the left side of the book. I thought the right side page was missing. It could very well be because I don't know what the fuck's going on in this book. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I, I was, you know, it's tough. It's tough when you buy 12 out of 13 issues and the 13th one comes out and you just say, forget it. But Overhyped and self-indulgent. That's what this book was. Although the Rainbow Road from Asgard was here, so. <laughs> that was good. I liked that moment. That was pretty cool. I like Thor in that book. Yeah, yeah, except it took fucking six years to get him. Right, but eventually, at some point, I'm just going to pick up the trades and read those right through, and I'll enjoy them just fine. Yeah, bollocks to the trades. Ex Machina number 28, which um, I'm sad to say, uh, maybe it's maybe this would have been better to read as, as a trade. Oh, bollocks to the trade. <laughs> <laughs> Jog it's, off. It's such a fucking apologist thing to be like, oh, it would be better in the trade or whatever. It should it's be not at all. No, 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 no. That's not yeah. at all true. Here's, here's why, and I don't think that it has to do with the books being late or, or anything like that. I personally am having a hard time remembering everything. <laughs> I am watching so much shit and reading so many things and doing it. Like, if the book came out weekly, I don't know if I'd remember it. Yeah. I just think that this is a book very specifically I think I would really enjoy a lot more reading it in, in a big chunk. It's just the same way, like, I have every opportunity. We, I could switch over to reading Invincible in the monthly issues, you know, because they're, they're pretty close on the heels of the trades. But I just don't want to. I just enjoy reading it in that format too much. And I'm starting to think that it, another, like, another book like that is, is Fables. I think, I think I was enjoying reading Fables more in trade form than I was in single issues. Yeah, it's, certain certain stories work better in big chunks where you can follow the intricacies and the different the little plot details and everything that's that's when it's all tied together in one long story. It's 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 easier to follow in a big chunk of like this. Harder, it's much harder to enjoy monthly. I like, um, you know, I like this book, but uh, it's it, it's it's like every month it's like okay, good again. But I think I'd have more impact if I read the whole thing at once. Yeah, I mean, the, but the thing is, is that this book had impact earlier on in the series, and like I, I thought this issue was good. I mean, I don't think it was uh, knock my socks off. I thought it just was continuing the story and was like another chapter in this good co- yeah. this good comic book. Um, but um, the the thing is, is that it like. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't mind the fact that it's taking a long way to go because it's going in issues, and like it had that energy early on in the series, and I don't really know what made it lose its kind of it, that kind of energy. Um, I think maybe the shock value type type thing. So I don't know because I'm used to the format. I'm used to the characters. I'm used to the scenario. Right. And similar to um, similar to Mighty Avengers, I feel like it's kind of the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. That's I mean, I like it. I, I like the characters. I like it. it's all really well well written, and there's some great. You know, if you like politics and you like that sort of this thing, it's actually just super. It's the superhero has lost his powers, and he's going up against an, a mysterious bad guy. Yeah, I have right. no problem with that. It's fine. And, yeah. And, oh, it's yeah. just. I think I just. I just feel like I, I enjoy it more in a bigger chunk. Yeah, I do yeah. too. Maybe I'll let the, yeah. maybe I'll let the issues build up and then read them all at once. You could do that. The 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 issue, and you get it sooner than the trades. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know, but bollocks to the trade. I mean, like the thing is that if you're right, I mean, if you're no, no, but the whole thing, I mean, using that like a word balloon. Well, I know, yeah, but the <laughs> a thought balloon, yeah, I'm thinking it, I'm thinking it as well. Um, but no, I mean, my, my my whole argument with that is that I mean, I know, I, and the thing is, I'm I'm a fucking hypocrite because I'm reading, you know, I just finished reading the new Why the Last Man trade and I read Invincible and trade and stuff like that. That's only because I I can't, I haven't caught up to the issues. Well, you have a fundamental problem with having half of one thing and half of the other. Right? Yeah, like it's a completist kind of thing and all that kind of deal. That. But um, but my whole thing is that like okay, so if you want to do something in trades and do it in that format and release it that way, you know, I'm, and I know the companies see, want to do it. No, I don't think that. That's, no, that's, that's not. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, th- I, I just I, I think lately, just again because like there's so much media and so many things coming in and like listening to podcasts and things like that, it doesn't help because it's just more stuff. Yeah. And and lately, like I made a big order of trades well, and I read a bunch of things in six issue chunks and I was just like, it's so enjoyable to read them like that. And when I was reading through the last Walking Dead. I was just thinking, it's just so much fun to read it like this. Right. No, I, I can see that. And although I do have to make it a, a, a confession that last issue of New Avengers, I got about halfway through and I had this weird sense of deja vu and I realized I, I forgot that I had read the preview pages Marvel sent us a couple uh. weeks ago. And I was like, where have I read this before? And like, I was trying to think of where I could have seen it. I'm like, was there a preview in Wizard? Did I read it online? Like, how do I, I'm like, oh my god, I knew Peter was going to say that. Like, for a moment I thought I was like, I'm predicting it. But, uh, I believe I'm clear I'm boy. psychic! <laughs> so, I don't know. But I'm going to start a school in Westchester. <laughs> whatever. So, I mean, it's, I mean no, nobody's right. I mean, it's all preference, so it's okay. So, so one of the things uh, that's taking up all my attention uh, is Netflix. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, in addition to reading comic books and watching TV shows and re- listening to podcasts, I, I get stuff all the time, and I tend to be watching a lot of the TV shows and movies. And why am I telling you this, you might wonder? Well, that's because one of our sponsors is Netflix, and if you were looking about to start an account, maybe maybe a, a two-week free trial, you could go to www.netflix.com slash iFanboy, where they have 75,000 titles and up, and there's no late fees, and they ship them to you and back, and that's free, and... And and we all really like it a lot, and you should too. And if you join Netflix, and you could befriend us, and you could see what we like, and we can compare what you like to what we like, and it'll be a fun friend movie. Connor kind of and thing. I have gone down one percent. Yeah, so we were, you're watching that. You're watching that far too close. We were 98, now we're 97. <laughs> one of you rated one one movie. He, differently. He's got a couple extra stars on Dances with Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, so uh, www.netflix.com/ifanboy. Yeah. Mail time. All right, mail call. Mailbag. <laughs> Our first email comes from Casey from Taka, Takasaki, 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 Japan, um, how, which is awesome. How much of comic fandom do you <laughs> – Way to sorry, be in a place, dude. I haven't done that in a while. It's, all right. <laughs> it's very good to hear from our friends in Japan. How much comic fandom do you think is directly related to the social aspect of the medium? If you're into comics, you're usually quote-unquote into comics. <laughs> and having like-minded friends around to talk with can, with can really make or break your interest in the medium. Did you guys have any specific friends you geeked out with when you first started reading? Would you be a fanboy today without them? That's a great question. Yes, it is. That's a, that's a great aspect of it, I, I, of, the whole, of the whole thing. Should we talk about us first or the phenomena? Phenomena. Okay. Phenomena. I really think that one of the one of the ways to expand comics beyond the niche audience is to be able to have people who are who are kind of into some comics. Right now, it feels like there's people who are into comics and totally or not, but there's not a lot of people who I, I feel like who just read some comics every now and again. It's either all in or not, and I think that one of the things that the comics can do to is is to find a way to get more of those people who you know sometimes listener you know sometimes readers. No. Yeah, I mean, I I, I know there's some like that, but they're definitely the majority. It's 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 all, it seems to be for a lot of people an all encompassing all encompassing hobby. Well, it's like a lifestyle, like like yeah. dare I say us. Well, you know, but and if 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 all if your entire market is people who are just diehards, you're going to be great because you'll have those forever, but you'll never expand. But it's going to diminish because we're we're yeah. going to die. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, no, it just—it's just like out of a whole crowd of people, you know, there's only a certain percentage of them that are going to go whole hog into something. But if you can start right. to, you know, market to just some of the people who, who, you know, you know, I read comics sometimes when they come out. I pick up a couple of titles here and there. It's not everything I do. I think yeah, well, any, it, any medium needs needs casual people to really yeah. to really blow yeah, up. Well, I mean, is this yeah, like you said, like any medium, like it's like I, I don't see every movie. I see the kind of movies I like. I don't read every comic book. I read the comics I like. I don't see. I don't watch every TV. You know, like it's it's people have got to recognize it as a as another entertainment option. But, and, um, but the thing is, right now they're only available in specialty shops filled with people right. who are into that specialty. And, and uh, but it also but it also it also helps to it, being as one of those people to do your part and to help and like and to kind of talk it up. I mean, like for example, you know, my brother in law doesn't read comics, but he loves heroes. And I was like, oh, you know, you should really check out Rising Stars. So I'm giving him Rising Stars to read. Oh, yeah. That's- you should give it to him uh, 12 months apart. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to. I'm like, you'll, and you'll get the next issue in three years. Just, he just goes, that was awesome. Can I, have the, can I have the next part? And you just look at him and kind of shake your head. Mm. You're going to do it like I did it. <laughs> you have to go to three conventions and ask that question first. After this is over, I want you to hate the guy who wrote it. Well, I don't even know who he is. No, no, no. You should hate him. <laughs> <laughs> who did you guys? Who did you but, guys um, uh, talk to, talk comics with? And you started reading. You guys. Oh, I've I've always had friends to geek out with with comics. I've never I've never been alone in my comics. So who was, I the, mean, who was the first one? Um, the first one was this kid Eric. I mean, the kid Eric who gave me Excalibur, my my origin story. Uh huh. <laughs> Number four. Yeah, in home home ec class in sixth sixth grade. We used to sit there and talk about X Men. Would you be a fanboy without him? No, because he's the one who got me into it. And then, and then I wavered, and then I would no, I was kind of by myself through middle school, and then I stopped buying books, and then I picked them back up again towards the end of high school. And one of my other friends, who was a little punk rock skateboarder kid, was also really into comics, so we used to go during lunch to the comic book store. Uh, Terry, he was cool. Uh, and then, and then you guys in college. Um, it's it's funny because I first read them probably age eleven to thirteen, fourteen, and I didn't have anybody to read them with, and I stopped doing it. I stopped reading. Ah, interesting. And then, um, 
I, and I was really in, I was reading a lot of comics, and I remember I would go hang out at the comic book store and talk to some of those people there, but I didn't have any close friends who were into it. Then again, I didn't have any friends in high school, so it's hard to say. No. Um, but but then in college, it was it was having friends around to talk to comics, to, to talk comics, and, you know, every time that I got less interested in them, and since then, you know, the stuff that keeps me buying them is so that, you know, because you guys and, you know, a couple of other friends, and then eventually I fanboy, you know. So I think that's a big component of it. It certainly... I think it certainly increases your enjoyment of reading comics, and also it shows why podcasts have become really big for comics readers. Yeah, no, we, I mean, yeah, it's the reason why we started the website was to talk about them. Yeah, what about you, Connor? Um, way back in kindergarten, I had my friend, my best friend Gavin, and I remember reading GI Joe comics with him, and uh, like GI Joe. I remember I have a very vivid memory of sitting in the cafeteria with GI Joe twenty six, the uh, Snake Eyes origin, and being very excited. Oh. Great issue. Um, and then, uh, and then, he stayed around, and and we 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 met up with Patrick, who is now the, Patrick the intern. Uh, <laughs> he was not an intern at that time. Not, not a, <laughs> in, He showed up in fourth grade, and then he he's been there since fourth grade, and uh, still in fourth grade. He's he's he's, he's hoping to get through the fifth this year. We've got our fingers <laughs> crossed. Um, and then he's you know he's been here ever since. And then in high school, there was some guys like I started hanging out with who they all drew really well. Like they all, we all read comics and a bunch of them could draw comics really well. Do they still and then, draw uh, and what are their numbers? <laughs> I haven't seen them since high school. Uh, and then uh, in college I had nobody because I didn't know anyone and I had to make them. You know, I had to force, force comics. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he indirectly built me. <laughs> yeah, I did. I forced a couple of guys in my dorm freshman year who had read them when they were kids. I had read them in a while. I gave them Morrison's JLA books. And they were like, holy shit, these are awesome. And then a few years later, they gave books to Josh. And, then and we now went. I'm sort of like your own freakish Frankenstein. Yeah. And had I not just dr- driven right by you, Connor, maybe we could have been friends a little earlier. I know sure. that guy's going to the store. I'm not letting him in my car. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pull over to pick Connor up once when I was driving home from the comic book store. I'm sorry. You were waiting for the bus. I thought you was were Was it good. raining? Was there a big puddle? It was Ithaca, so it was snow. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so it was Todd, yeah. Todd, that was a great question, Casey. Todd from Vancouver, British Columbia. <laughs> Canada. I love this question. I love it. <laughs> there is a problem that's been bothering me for a while, and I hope that you can help shed some light on it. I think it has big implications for the future of the medium of comics. In a nutshell, why doesn't Reed Richards give Bruce Banner some unstable molecule pants? <laughs> <laughs> it would seem like the decent thing to do. Is Reed Richards just a dick, or does he not approve of the Hulk extreme behavior? Either way, let's not forget that Banner is a victim here, and it would be nice if he didn't have to explode through another pair of purple dockers every time he stubs his toe or gets cut off in traffic. <laughs> I know there are probably only so many bolts of unstable molecule fabric available, and all Banner needs is one pair of fucking pants. Forgive me if this topic is already <laughs> Like anybody else brought that up. <laughs> this is possibly one of the best worded emails we've ever gotten. P.S. It would be nice, a nice gesture to throw in a shirt as well. He's fantastic point. Fantastic point. Well, isn't that like, like, isn't that like sort of okaying Banner's behavior, and therefore that's it's why... It's kind of enabling. It? Yeah, it's an enabling yeah. behavior. Yeah. How do those pants stay on? <laughs> and why are they really like why do they fall why don't they fall off when he changes back to puny banner? And why do they have such a <laughs> why do they have such a such a really strong crotch? Because that part never rips. And why purple? Like seriously, Maybe it's they didn't start out purple, but like the gamma radiation. <laughs> Maybe no, but he kept on you know banner in the seventies go, Do you have purple pants? <laughs> I'll take them all. I'll take them all. <laughs> I need the stretchy kind. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Oh, the God. indestructible well, crotch. Perhaps Dr. Bruce Banner could shop at geekarmor.com and get a good shirt to wear instead of losing his shirt. Uh, <laughs> geekarmor.com, our other sponsor, sells great T-shirts um, that are aimed towards the geek folks. They've got sci-fi and movie t- and TV T-shirts and um, great stuff that you'd love to check out. Um, so go to geekarmor.com. That's G-E-E-K-A-R-M-O-R.com and check them out today. We don't know uh, if they have unstable molecule shirts. They might. They sure. might and if you have any questions about the wardrobes of superheroes, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com. So, excellent. So on to our voicemail. Quickly. Quickly. Nate. Hey, this is Nate from Canton, Ohio calling. I just wanted to call something that's been on my mind the last couple of days. I've been reading a lot of negative um, feedback about Countdown, the first issue, and I just think that's kind of funny because everyone's dogging it and talking about how great 52 was, which it was. But, I mean, looking back, nobody really liked 52 until, like, week 13 or 14. And I just don't think that people are giving Countdown a chance. I mean, I'm looking forward to the series, and I wasn't 
too overwhelmed by the first issue, but I'm also thinking, you know, this is a 52-part story, and this is only the first issue. So I kind of wonder what you guys thought. I'm sure you're going to talk about it on the podcast, but maybe you guys could talk about, you know, giving it a chance. All right, thanks. Bye. He does make a good point. I mean, 52 started off slowly. Um, it picked up speed, but eventually, you know, if anyone recalls, the first couple of months were rough. But wait a minute, my God, it's week two. I know, I know. The credits like, are, haven't are we even jumping rolled the, yet. Are we jumping the gun here? You know, like, it just started. No, I, I, people are, I think, because it's hard when you come off a successful series that just ended, and, you know, and you start off again slowly. People are like, whoa! Yeah, I know we didn't talk about it in this, in this, on this week's show, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with Countdown for the whole year, so, you know. There was only one glaring problem I had with this issue, but other than that, I really enjoyed it. What was the glaring problem? Uh, well, if the opening narration is all Jimmy Olsen, right? Yeah. He's talking about Dick Grayson as being Robin and J- Jason Todd yeah. first Robin. I mean, if he knows all this stuff, then he knows all the secrets. Uh, true. Yeah. He, pr- he, pr- he probably knows who, uh, who Daredevil is, too. Yeah. So I, that, that, I did what? notice that, like, apparently Connor pointed this out to me today, that things are happening in 52 that are going to happen in the other books at the same time. So because, like, like the... Yeah, because it's real time. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 might not last. Like that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> let's let's work Wonder Woman into this week. Well, it's not even it's not even it's not even countdown. It's the other books. Yeah, it's flat. Yeah, if anything no. falls behind, Flash, JLA, yeah. JFK. Very good point. We'll see what happens with that. Anyway, uh, anyway, all right. So our next voicemail. Um, uh, honestly, something I never even thought about. Hi, this is Kermit G. Calling from Silver Spring, Maryland, and I have a question and one statement. The statement is, one, Hawkeye will not be Hawkeye no more because there's a new Hawkeye on Young Avengers. It's the lady. And my question is this. How is Captain America able to give orders in World War II when technically he was still a private? Because Captain America is just a title, not his real rank. All right, thank you, and have a great day. Love the show. So he's right about Hawkeye. Hawkeye and the Young Avengers is the new Hawkeye. That we were talking about that earlier. Um, Kill that character off. Who cares? Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Anyway, I'm not going to touch that one with a 10-foot ball. Um, Why? Does, does, the new does Hawkeye rank, fans are going to come after you? Does rank di- dictate title? Does title dictate rank? He may have um, blown the whole lid off this thing. He might have. We're just freaking out over a lowly private? He commanded he really a lot not? of respect. He wasn't really giving orders. He was making suggestions, and they, based on his charisma, they were like, I think I want to do what that guy says. And you know what? They were right. Perhaps private you should uh, storm, that, storm that ridge. Private, <laughs> private America, tuck in your shirt. Oh, God. That much. uniform is not to code. You know what? He wasn't – it was just I, – I would love the fact – you know, he's a New Yorker, Steve Rogers. He was one of those New York-like – you know, yeah. in the war movies, there's always the guy from Brooklyn. The paperboy? Ed Burns? There's, there's, no, there's always, yeah, there's always the yeah. Ed Burns character in the platoon. It would be great if he had like a thick New York accent. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Sarge, I don't know if I'm going to do that. <laughs> cartoon What? <laughs> I know. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's a cartoon gangster? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how they sound in the World War II movies. Yeah. Like Garnier. From, he I love I 40s accents, by the way. If you go back to the old movies and stuff, I love do those Do you guys want to go watch Band of Brothers? Because I will sit through all ten hours of it right now. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think I'm doing this weekend? Drop of a hat. Oh, wait, Memorial Day weekend. Next weekend. Do it then. I, I, I'll so. do it then. All right. All right so, next. so our, our next voicemail has got a dissenting opinion. Hey, guys. This is uh, Arlen from Woodby Island, and I just wanted to say Nova 2. Come on. That was the worst comic of that week. Um, I mean, yeah, it's cool that, you know, he sought his family and, you know, absolutely devastated one of his previous villains, but those are kind of give-me's for when a, a, you know, a hero gets superpowered and comes back to Earth. Like, neither of those really take any creative talent. Meanwhile, his parents totally alienate him in, like, two pages, uh, which was way unexpected. The Thunderbolts show up for no reason at all at the end. He goes through a wormhole because he's stubborn, or a black hole, excuse me, and then ends up on Earth accidentally, like, out of the millions of places in the galaxy. Like, it just was really shoddily written. And, you know, I think anybody who's a fan of comics if they had brought Nova back to Earth, would have made him fight, what, an old villain, and would have made him obviously see Stark and Stark try to, like, tell him to, you know, rejoin um, the initiative or whatever. So, I don't know. It was maybe the most unoriginal thing I read this week. Anyway, that's my two cents. Thanks, guys. Bye. Ouch, Ron. Ouch. 
he makes some very good points. Man. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. And and the the he yeah he makes great points. I can't argue with you, Arlen. I still liked it. I I think you can argue with. Do you have to assume that he has nice parents? Right. I know a lot of people who haven't seen their parents in a long time, and in about eight minutes, they're about done with them. And as I said in last week's show, if you go back and read this, the 70s stories, his parents were exactly the same. They were mean to him back then, too, it was when, he was, when he wasn't coming back to Earth. It and, was, and didn't the Overmind send him to Earth? Wasn't that the point? No, no, no. He actually he literally they, he got sucked into a black hole and ended up on Earth by accident. He's completely right. That is silly. Yeah. yeah it, no, but this thing is, is that it's comics. But then it's the fun. Thunderbolts didn't show up for no reason. The Thunderbolts – Well, we'll find out next issue. Well, right, but, but he got into a fight in public, so – that would have triggered the alarm somewhere. Maybe maybe Tony Stark didn't get the memo to stop it. Yeah. That makes sense. But I, I respect your opinion. I see it's not for everybody, but I, despite all that, I still enjoyed it. So Why don't you write it? Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> all right, so um, here's one from Josh from Maine. Well, what? what? Wait a minute. Hi, guys. This is Josh calling from Portland, Maine. And during Civil War, I get kind of interested in the Young Avengers and Runaways, uh, the book itself wasn't particularly great, but I get interested in both the teams, and I was wondering if you would recommend one book over the other, or if you guys prefer one team over the other universally, or if you have different opinions about that. So I'd love to hear what you think. Thanks. He doesn't sound like any of those people who I make that voice for. No, he didn't. Or no, he doesn't. You've been lying all these years yeah. to us. Nobody, maybe nobody he's, from, maybe he's, from like the, he's from the Portland in Oregon. He's, no, he said he's from Portland, Maine. Oh, okay. he's not a he's not a fisherman. So he read the worst book out of the Civil War titles, which is saying That's something. That's saying a lot. Um, but he liked the characters, which yeah. is actually is... amazing. It's an amazing miracle because they were awfully written in that miniseries. I know it's amazing. So so the the original the they're actually their own titles should be that much better for him. So he's I, in for I, a great treat. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I would say Runaways. I disagree. I would say Young Avengers. I have only read Runaways, so I can only recommend it. Well, I would recommend the first trade of Runaways, and then the the twelve issue, the two mini trades that make up the, the twelve issues that only exist of Young, Young Avengers. And it, it's a stick in my craw for me to recommend Young Avengers because of Heinberg. Heinberg, damn you, Heinberg! But um, um, but honestly, when that book started, those first four four or five issues were phenomenal. I and liked the first one. I didn't like it enough to keep reading. I'm, but now that I've heard about it, I might go pick up those two. So good. I keep so me, that's the like, art is beautiful. That's oh, like one God. of those books I keep meaning to buy but never do. I have the issues if you want me to pull them. If you hold them gently. I would love to read them. With white gloves? Yes. <laughs> Speaking of Heinberg, I read that he's doing a... Uh, or Heinberg. The, the rumors he's doing a Batgirl miniseries or... A, <laughs> Barbara Gordon miniseries. Yeah, I just shook, shook my fist at the computer screen. Oh, right. no, wait, but who, who's, who's doing the art? Somebody good. I don't know. Dodson. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, got Dodson. Boy, got that's, that's going to come out. Yeah, it's Wonder Woman all over again. It's Fucking bollocks. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, so check out. Check Were you out. in Manchester this week? What? I was. If um, Josh, if you like, not you, Josh, Josh, other Josh, voicemail Josh. If you like them, check, get them both. Why not? Splurge. But if you had to pick one, I'd say Runaways. Yeah. Um, but if you had to drop annoying. if you had to drop one, which one would you drop? That's what Robert would like to know. Hi, guys. Robert from San Jose. Um, after this week's comics, uh, looking at the uh, last X-Men and uh, Ultimate and uh, just looking at Batman All-Star, which I didn't buy but read in the uh, store, when do you stop buying comics? When do you give up on a, on a title? And should DC pull the plug on All-Star Batman? Is that not crap or what? See you later. Bye. I find the uh, when you're when you find yourself you know sort of eyeing other comics and the reading experience has become sort of perfunctory. <laughs> um, He's not know. talking about comics. Oh, comics, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if it's bad and you're bored with it, there's no absolutely no reason to continue to buy it. Conversely, my answer is never. <laughs> <laughs> that was such you a bought- that was such a Dwight Schrute answer. You buy you buy one book. You you basically make a contract to buy it for as long as it's published. That's awful. No, I'm kidding. I fucking dropped All Star Batman, Batman and Robin, and All Star Superman like fucking dirty underwear. Superman was awesome. Um, I'm probably the most likely to drop a title. It's funny because I, I I think it's when I'm not really enjoying it anymore, and I I think that like some of them I was I was looking at I was going to pick up Ultimate X Men this week and I was like it's not bad but I just don't really care. Without Ben Oliver, it sucks. Well, no, that didn't that didn't help. 
Yeah. But like, I want to buy it. I I want to support Kirkman, but like, it's kind of not. Like, it's not bad. I just don't care. Right. I, I, I guess when, when you're apathetic to it, like when 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 I find myself like when things are at the bottom of my stack and I don't actually read them until the the week after they come out, I'm like, ah, whatever. I don't care. That's when I'll drop them. Also, if if, if you're reading it, you're not happy reading it. You know? Yeah. Like they like, should make you happy. You're spending money on them. Connor's- I Moon Knight. When I you know the first two issues, Moon Moon Knight made me angry. I was like, screw this. I'm <laughs> it not, really did. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not paying three bucks to be angry. Well, we had to go get books somewhere else, and Connor, yeah, like you bought I think one issue. And you were like, geez, when you buy one, you really realize how much it is. Yeah. Three yeah. bucks yeah. for that one issue. You're talking six, eight minutes. Almost, yeah, yeah. you know? That's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I know, know what's wrong with When that. you buy a big stack, you kind of you can just sort of put off the whole total. But when you're buying the one, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. it is $3 each. I'm paying $3 for this. The pr- privilege of being angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying $3 to get mad at my friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> So just drop it, Robert. If you don't like it, get rid of yeah, it. Yeah, and they should stop publishing All Star Batman and that Robin because be it's a failure. People are buying it. Yeah, that's, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. I know, I but know. Uh, not because it was bad. I thought it was really good. What? No, Batman was good. Yeah, you got you got All Star Batman. No, no, no I thought I thought that. I thought it was good. They, sh- I mean, they shouldn't stop publishing it because it was bad. I thought it because because of the schedule. Right. I'm not buying it on principle. I'm not because of the content. Oh right, right. No, no. That's what I'm talking on principle. I, yeah, I agree. I thought the art was great. No, but the, Robert said yeah. he sh- they should drop it because it sucked. No. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm I'm saying it sucks because it's late. So yeah. Anyway, so if you want to leave us a voicemail, which many, 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 many of you did this week, oh, you did God. a good job. You did a good job following the rules. Those of you who They're kept it nice rule. and short found guidelines. You heard your, <laughs> heard, suggestions. your uh, heard your voicemails on the air, and those who left long screeds, not so much. So so to recap. When you call, leave your name, where you're from, and make it about 30 seconds, which about half of you did this week, which is awesome. So. Uh, and you can do that at 888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. That's the voicemail line. Yes. All right. Let's get out of here. I feel like I just read an issue of Moon Knight. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you're still buying that, aren't you? No, I'm not. I dropped that. I dropped that like a... Oh, like T'Challa, a... why are you cutting your nails in the living room? Uh, <laughs> he got, got those long claw nails, doesn't he, on his boots? Those are gloves. Oh. Trims uh, <laughs> those too. He like sh- his 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 suit shed- sheds all over the place. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Who taped over my Star Trek: The Next Generation tape? You didn't wipe down the danger room. <laughs> He's got all these nature shows in the DVR. They're like pushing out all the other TV shows. <laughs> Planet Earth. <laughs> he puts up tribal masks everywhere. It's all on, it's all on HD, so you can't get any anything else in there. You're getting specific. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm projecting my own roommate issues on. on the <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> All right. So, um, so if you want to talk more about uh, T'Challa as a bad roommate, you can go to ifanboy.com, and that's where there's a lot of great discussion about comic books and this week's books, and uh, you can talk about what comics you liked this week and what you didn't like and where we're wrong and what you disagree with us about. Yeah, and if you want to email us, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com, or you can call the voicemail line at one eight 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 fanboys which is 326 2697 with questions or comments or to tell us stories. And also, like to reiterate from earlier in the show, if you want to try taking your hand at recording our, the intro of the show, oh, yeah. please do. You can call the voicemail line, leave it there, or you can send us an MP3 with a recording. Feel free to go wacky with the production. Do whatever you like. Yeah, that was really fun. We're going to do yeah. more of the, we'll send them in. Definitely, yeah. We definitely would like to, to I- incorporate you all into the show. So, uh, And please do not forget that every Wednesday, usually at 3 p.m. East Coast time, sometimes a couple hours later, uh, the iFanboy video show uh, goes up uh, live. Uh, this week uh, we had we had a fun show with Robert Kirkman um, where we talked about some of his work and then we talked to him at a, at a signing. And uh, I don't remember what next week's is. So Next week we're, lo- we're looking back on the past year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Huh. Some significant number. Anyway, uh, look <laughs> for that on Wednesday. Uh, we put a lot of work into those and we hope you like them. So... Uh, yeah, so go, go to ifanboy.com or revision3.com slash ifanboy and check that out. Yep. And also, if, you in, if you're at work and you're looking for something to do other than your work, you can go to frapper.com slash ifanboy and stick your pin in the map and see all the other people who have stuck their pin in the map. And then we just got our... later, you can go... <laughs> no, go ahead. We just got our first North Dakota pin this week. Oh, really? awesome. I've, I've been waiting on North Dakota for months yeah. now. Do you I didn't remember say the old anything. days when we were like, there's nobody in the middle? Yeah. <laughs> Is there anywhere we don't have? Uh, uh, check on that. I don't know how that yeah, thing Africa. Works. I think we're light on Africa. Didn't one of you find the number? I did. It's over 700. Nice. Yeah. I, still so. I looked everywhere for that damn thing. I'll show you next time we hang out. Anyway, then, 
There are a bunch of other places you can go to see us. There certainly are. You can Social to, places. You can go to myspace.com slash ifanboy, where we have the most friends, or comicspace.com slash ifanboy, or facebook.com, where you would have to search ifanboy, or verb, V-I-R-B dot com slash ifanboy, which really has the nicest design, let's be honest. That's where all the cool kids are. And be our friend on any of those places, and uh, and then uh, then you're our friend. And then then after that, there's not much to do. So there you go. Because you can message us through us, but it doesn't work very well. Yeah, also, just a quick quick thing about that. If you want to get a letter on the air, don't send it through one of those sites. Yeah, contact at ifanboy.com. That's your best bet. Yeah. We've got a few of those. And just you know, That's just not how it works. Uh, <laughs> that's, it's, just not, it's just not how it works. I'm sorry. We just uh, probably won't see it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so if you like the show, you can vote for us on Podcast Alley or... Uh, iTunes, you can leave us a review for iTunes at for this show or for the video show, and um, tell the world what you think. Tell your friends. Tell your comic book store. Tell your mom. Tell your um, janitor. I don't know why I said janitor. <laughs> you know, much like comic books, the iFanboy podcasts uh, are also more fun if you have friends to, to talk about them with. Yeah, I would. How, I would how assume, stupid Ron was this week. <laughs> I, I don't really know because Just to pick I, a random name out of here. I can't yeah, look at it random. objectively like that and say it would be fun to listen to with a friend, but I imagine it would. I remember when it was fun once. I, I, like, <laughs> years I can say ago. right now, like, hey, Ron, did you listen to Around Comics? That was fun, and that yeah, makes that it fun. more fun to have listened to. Sometimes we get together and listen or watch the comic book podcast together as a group, and you should do that too. It's more fun when you do it with your friends. When do you guys do that? Oh, oh ooh. that's the oldest joke we have. So anyway, anyway. <laughs> if you've got extra money to burn in a hole in your pocket and you think, God, these guys need better microphones, you can send it to ifanboy.com slash – you can go to ifanboy.com slash donations and you can click on the donate box there on the website. And let's get the hell out of this one. Yes, uh, I am Ron. I am – damn it, I'm whoa. always last, aren't I? But the script says that. Go ahead. I'm Josh. <laughs> and uh, Rob Carter with my voice. <laughs> <Hey>. I don't <laughs> like that Jason Todd. That doesn't sound like you. <laughs> T'Challa, put that down! <laughs>